On this week's episode of the We've Seen That Podcast, we're talking about the 2009 version of Friday the 13th. I'm Scott. I'm Anthony. And I'm Jim. music we are back and by we i mean me as i had always promised i would never miss an episode and we got about 12 in and i already fucked up that promise but all that being said this gave me the opportunity to i don't always listen to the full episode through and you know that if that makes me a criminal whatever but well it's different when you lived it it is. And and just wanted to say, boys, you did a fucking phenomenal job. Anthony, I, I called Jim on this. I, I want to let you know that this happened. I called Jim, and I was literally like, I think Anthony needs to lead some fucking episodes. Because you, 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 the way you stayed on course with the story, amazing. So just to say... Boys, oh. it feels like it feels like we've got a real podcast. That's all. I'm yeah, he say. called me to compliment you. It was the weirdest call I've ever gotten. <laughs> I know it I was... didn't hear anything from him, so I'm glad yeah, I'm finally I, hearing I wanted, the encouragement over over I, live. I wanted to I wanted to save it for the pod so people would know that I appreciate Anthony. Wow. I don't tell him except when it's for public appearance, but you know, here we are. So I've got a lot to talk about, but I want to lead it off with something about Chick Fil A, guys. Okay. I know this is random. I get it. I have been stressed a few times in my life, right? There is nothing more stressful than in the city of Indianapolis going through the fucking Chick-fil-A drive-thru, okay? Do you know? Do you guys know what it's like right now at Chick-fil-A drive-thrus? Yeah, I go to the one downtown, or not downtown, but on college. Okay, when they're busy, we're talking like there's like circles around the lot like there's like three circles of cars that you're in right and then you get to the order and this guy literally just goes um okay what do you want and you're sitting there you're like well there's no menu what am i supposed to do here and he's just like oh well most people just know their order and i'm like how do most people know their order without a menu like, do they not have the little like kiosk thing no. with the big laminated sign? Because that's said, what they got here in Appleton. So if you need to look, you can look. But he eventually less stress. Al- he eventually allowed me to see it, <laughs> but at first was just like you. You just don't know what you want. I'm like absolutely not. And and uh, my fiance Cassie and her sister were in the car, and we're both just like, what's going on? And I'm just sitting here like, I don't know, guys. I don't know. And as this is happening, the line is still moving, and like there's a lady like just stopping traffic on one side so people can leave the fucking place because the inside's not open and they're like walking alongside your car as you're driving and you're supposed to order without a menu add on to that he's like okay well what sauces do you want i'm like oh chick-fil-a sauce and he's like well how many and i'm like i don't know so i like turn to cassie and i'm like what how many sauces do you want she's like just order and i was like okay two by two by two i literally said that i said two by two by two and the guy was like 
so you want eight? And I was like, yeah, sure. <laughs> so I just want you guys to know, in Indianapolis, they do a great job. Food got out really fast. But, like, I'll, from my vacation, that is the moment that stands out because I was just – I was stressed. I was like, I can't even enjoy these nuggets that I got. I feel like Chick-fil-A has such a big, like, cult following that this doesn't surprise me at all that, like, big cities like this, their restaurants just – ask you to order without a menu because probably so most cocky. of the people know exactly what they want because they've probably been there that's so times. cocky that's so cocky what <laughs> well, if, that'd be like, but that'd be like if you go to mcdonald's and like ronald came on the screen and was like what the fuck do you want like that's <laughs> pretty much the same thing they were just like they they're like dropping their nuts on the table like we know what we are you know what we are so let's just get on with it but like that should be like know. our new million dollar idea is like large chain restaurants like that they have like the mature version like down the street where they just are like you're fucking here for mcdonald's we know you want a big mac get the fuck up to the window and pay like yeah that's what would be awesome a hundred percent but okay so that was the first thing i wanted to talk about like we're gonna get into our segments this is there's just some important things i need to talk about we gotta talk again about this HBO movie theater thing, because, boys, in no way did we do it justice of how big of a fucking deal this is. Like, well, it's a I, huge deal. It's their entire slate for 2021. I don't, it's just that I don't know that it'll hold up necessarily, because what I think you're going to say is there's been a fuckload of backlash on it. Like, from And there should be. Producers and stars and studios, or uh, not studios, excuse me, but other executives on movies, like, they ate it. The the thing I love about being in the theater with other people is, like, you don't necessarily know these people, but in that moment in time, you are all in that theater together experiencing this movie. It's not the same if I'm just sitting on my fucking couch. Like, no, it's like not. This. And for the most part, you know, unless you're, like, me or Scott having seen, i.e., Return of the King, like, in theater, like, four times, or how many times did you see The Dark Knight, Scott? I think five. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Unless you're like one of us who goes to the theater to watch the same movie and over and over again. You are watching this movie for the first time with these yep. people who are also yep. seeing it for the first time. So you get like true yes. live reactions a lot of times. As much as I hate people like unnecessary laughing or just stupid clapping in the theater kind of drives me insane. But, but I still a... like the tense feeling you get yeah. from the audience, you know? And you know, and like you just said... They, they, there's that moment of people like laughing and clapping, but the fun part is you get to go to the guy next to you like, look at that jackass. <laughs> like that's part of the th- experience too. It's part of paying five dollars for a fucking Mountain Dew that I can get for a dollar. But you know what? Like, let's let's spoil ourselves for this two hours. You know? Like, right. I feel like this is just another way that the fucking coronavirus is making people think like. We should just be with two people for the entire day, and then it's going to become more and more normal. And I don't like that. Like, we got the vaccine coming out. This is what we were waiting for. It's happening. Why are we announcing for the rest of 2021? That's, like, hasn't even started yet. Why? Like, I get it. It's it's because they're losing a shit ton of money. They got to figure out something else, but this is not the way. I mean, I think... The thing is that they just want to 
get more people onto HBO Max, yep. right? Because that's that's the biggest play here is that they're going to get subscribers knowing that for $15 a month, they're going to get two or three AAA level movies a month for the remainder of the year that yeah. will be available exclusively there. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And I you mean, can I... sit your entire family of 12 people down and watch a movie, right? Like, you could never do that in the theaters for, yeah. you know, the same price. But... I, I, I'm with you, and I think that the experience matters. But like I was saying to Anthony last week, if we're looking at the full slate of what they got, there are maybe five movies I want to see in theaters. But the yeah. other 15, like, yes, please put them on streaming. They look like garbage. I want to watch them, but I don't want to pay extra. I'll give you that, but also with me trying to get Marcus to sponsor the show, this is not good. Like, and um, how how many more steps have you taken towards getting Marcus to sponsor the show? Just curious. my plan is, I feel like um, the the places our pod gets distributed to, there's some sort of algorithm. So like Marcus, 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 Marcus. Marcus I was just gonna that, say, I think you need to plug the name at least about a hundred times more each podcast. I think we should probably just put it in the title of this episode. I think so they'll start sponsoring after we do a shitload of. Free we could literally just say presented. that's the big brain move. <laughs> Why don't we just put <laughs> like, in this presented by Marcus Theaters? Like are, they would never be because bad? then they'll sue us to make make us take it down. Why? There, it's 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 free advertising. I'm literally telling people to go see movies when no one's going to see movies. Yeah, they should love it, that. <laughs> and I have a movie podcast that has at least fifty thousand subscribers. So, <laughs> you know, that, <laughs> <what> do you, <laughs> this is called speaking it into existence, boys. That's what we're doing here. I okay. like that. So these were those were two cleanups, and now one thing gotta talk about on vacation. I was fortunate enough to ride the greatest ride I have ever ridden in my fucking life, and it's not close. Like, when I say this is head and toes above anything I've ever experienced in my life, it is. In Hollywood Studios in Disney, there's Star Wars Land now. They have this ride called Rise of the Resistance, and boys, I know you both love Star Wars. It is like euphoria when you 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 get loaded onto like the 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 empire ship at first and you think it's going to be the simulator they open the fucking doors just you're on the ship like it's real it's insane and and it's all based on like these trackless cars that you're on so you don't see where you're going the entire time it's all like magnets and shit unreal every single person who loves star wars you you have to ride this ride because like the inner child in me was like, I feel like I need to go buy a t-shirt of this ride right now. Cause it was that good. <laughs> so boys bookmark it. That is something you need to do in your life. I don't know if, if it'll ever happen, but if you're there, try downfalls of it. You have to wake up at seven in the morning to make a reservation to even ride this ride when the park opens at 10 in the morning. Okay. And that's not a guarantee if you even get to ride it, you just get in, put into a boarding group to maybe get on the ride. So I don't know how many people ride this thing in a day, but it's not that many. And the thing breaks down constantly. <laughs> like, <laughs> it, it, like, literally breaks down daily, and people bitch about it constantly. Like, I felt so bad for some of the workers in Disney. Like, first of all, masked up head to toe, and then they're, on top of that, have to wear this outfit over top all that like making sure precaution like six feet lines all that so they got that to deal with but then this 
amazing attraction that is the only reason people are in this park breaks down like literally every 30 minutes so we were just fortunate to even get onto this ride um but jim i know you're a huge disney guy you got you gotta ride this yeah i do fucking love disney and what really makes me upset is i was just there last year right and now if coronavirus hadn't been a thing I would have loved to have taken Angie this year to go to Disney because I knew they were opening Star Wars Land. And, like, I want to do the build-your-own-lightsaber. I want to drink the blue milk that they have because apparently they have that from um, A New Hope, and it just sounds so freaking cool. Like, even... It'd be silly enough, but, like, even if they had just put a little corner on the regular Disney park with that life-size Millennium Falcon that I could take my picture in, like, that would be enough to get me to buy another ticket exactly one year later to go back to Disney. Let me ask you this. Did you do the little, like, thing for kids where you could learn how to be a Jedi Master with, like, Obi-Wan um, and stuff? No, so... Because I, that smells very much so up your alley, you know? I, I see you up there with all the five- and six-year-olds, you know, <laughs> trying to twirl around your lightsaber. No, I just went into that temple and killed them all, um, oh. i.e. Star Wars <laughs> Revenge of the Sith. Um supposedly like the staff yeah they won't let you use the word younglings like if you say that to staff like they get very uptight and they don't reference it i'm so glad you're saying that now because you know i fucking would have if like (laughs) you had told me i can't say younglings that's all i would have wanted to say in star wars land but no a lot of the shit was closed um it, it was a weird experience especially like they have taken very many precautions like first of all you cannot take your mask off at any point like very 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 strict about it like workers i saw people call them out wasn't really a problem for us but the lines are spaced six feet apart and like so you have an impossible time of even finding the line because they're so much longer than yeah because it's like quadrupled in length right the only plus 35 percent capacity equals we got to ride everything and so you know like with that park reservation and them trying to keep everything safe um obviously at this point nothing is perfectly safe i get that but they are making an effort and you know good enough at some point we're gonna have to live with it so you know that's where we're at with it but um no i did not get to do the jedi thing i the lightsaber thing kind of pisses me off that they're 200 dollars. like i i just don't get it you didn't do it? You spent like $150 a day to come into this park, and you did not build your own lightsaber? 125 thank you. And no, um, <laughs> but but my little brother I'm so did. upset with you right now. My like, little brother did. He got Obi-Wan Kenobi's lightsaber. It was super cool for him. It was his birthday. So he That is fucking it. sweet. Yeah, yeah. I don't need a fucking lightsaber, Jim. I'm, okay, I... I'm dating one of the most frugal women in the world. She's not. She. I'm engaged dating? to her. Yeah. Here we go again. Fuck. Um. But I know for a fact there's no chance in hell I can explain the use for that lightsaber. Well, I, you get two and you hang them above your marital bed. You know. Yeah. Crossways right, lit up. Right. One. One the dark side. One the light side. I'll let you decide which is which. But. Um, <laughs> So that that's that's mainly my housekeeping that I wanted to get through before we get into the actual show cuz guys like I missed you. It was it was a long week without you. I thought I'd be able to get online and do it and then I got really fucking drunk on Wednesday and was like puking on Thursday so it went to even worked anyway. Um just way too many screwdrivers. 
that that's I've never gotten drunk off screwdrivers, but I got drunk off screwdrivers. You know, they and sneak I was, up on you, man. Yeah, and I was really looking forward to that drunk live stream. <sighs> by the way, there's the problem with that is it would have been inaudible. It would have been like, "How are you guys doing?" Like, that's how it would. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's how it would have went. So, um, with that, I'm gonna give the show back a little bit to you guys because I'm gonna count that as my what we're watching for the what I'm watching for the week. But Anthony, give me what you're watching. I did not read the sheet, so if you don't have anything, don't get mad at me. <laughs> I got something. Um, no, last week Jim and I talked about how I was going to start the Clone Wars, and I had all intentions of it. Um, not till yesterday. So I sat down on my couch. I got done with work at like noon because I worked this weekend. Go on Disney Plus, find the Clone Wars, click on it, and it says this show is unavailable at this time. Error code. Yada 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 yada. Please try again. Five different times I tried to watch it. And I said, you know what? Fuck this. <laughs> Not worth my time. That is so time. disappointing. Oh, I was so pissed. I actually had like three hours to sit down and pound out like probably quite a few episodes in three hours. And like, wasn't happening. So okay. upset. Uh, <laughs> uh, now, I'm going to come back and lie. Um, I, I do want to talk about one thing, Mandalorian. <laughs> with what you were just saying, I just caught up. Fuck, is it getting good. Like, it's intense. It's uh, definitely intense. And and now I'm totally with you now to go back and watch the Clone Wars for sure because well, yeah. you you learn about ah- Ahsoka Tana you learn about uh, a lot more about uh, Boba Fett uh, yeah. yeah Boba yep Boba Fett uh, I want to make sure it was the right Fett but yes very fun um but other than that the movie I watched The Devil All the Time on Netflix it came out like probably two or three months ago a netflix kind of original um i'll just read you the synopsis it's a sinister characters converge around a young man devoted to protecting those he loves in a post-war backwoods town teeming with corruption and brutality i really have no idea what the story was in this at all all i know is that it was pretty brutal and the performances were great um I'd probably give it like a six out of ten because it wasn't like, okay, it's kind of long and a little bit boring at times. Um, but the stat, the cast is stacked. It's Bill Skarsgård, Tom Holland, um, Haley Bennett, Sebastian Stan, Riley Q, Jason Clark, Harry Melling, like a bunch of people you've recognized all over the place, and it's it was really interesting to see Tom Holland in like a super serious dark role. Yeah. Versus just, you know, we know him as Spider-Man, pretty much. Yeah. So that was pretty interesting. I'd recommend it, um, but like I said, it's like two hours and 18 minutes long, so it's kind of long, but um, okay. an interesting Netflix original, which, you know, they seem to come out with, you know, some decent movies from time to time, so I'd recommend it, probably. All right, Jim, what are you watching? So, I didn't watch any movies this week. Adam okay. told me I had to finish Spider-Man before Cyberpunk came out, so I did finish the Spider-Man game, which was pretty fucking sweet. Yeah. Um, but the show I'm watching right now, in my free time, is Letterkenny. Ah. This is... It, it's not a Hulu original. It's by a network called Crave, which is a Canadian channel. Um, and each season is maybe six to eight episodes or so. New season coming out on December 26th, hitting Hulu. So it's it's all available to stream on Hulu. And it's this really great, fun show. 
about this group of farmers in Letterkenny. Uh, Letterkenny is the name of the town in Canada. And the interactions they have with the rest of the town. There's some burnout, like they call them skids, like the druggy kids who are kind of like up to mischief all the time. Um, there's a reservation nearby. So there's a group of people who are native, uh, native uh, Canadians, I guess I'll say, instead of Native Americans, um, who have interactions with the, the town next door being Letterkenny. And just all of the hijinks they get up to. There's lots of stuff about hockey and two, like, really dumb hockey guys who are constantly, like, spouting off crap about that, which doesn't make much sense to me as not a hockey fan. But what I can say is this show is absolutely hilarious. Coming from what we'd call, you know, northern Wisconsin, it very much so feels like something you would find just across the border into Canada. Uh, if Andy is still listening to our podcast, he loves this show. So this is your official reminder, Andy, that you need to get on Hulu on December 26th to watch a new season. Yeah, but, I, would, I, I would hope he's still listening, but I imagine we lost a lot of that when, uh, you know, we both quit. So My B. <laughs> RB. <laughs> I'm just kidding, guys. I just had to throw the vibe, that jab in there. But continue, Jim. I'm sorry. But no, so I mean, it's just funny. It's got a lot of, like, honestly really crude humor, which sometimes yeah. I want to turn my brain off and just enjoy that. And you can just crank through them, too. They're like 25-minute episodes, and every single one of them makes me laugh. And I've rewatched the show literally front to back a few times, and it still makes me laugh. And I can't say that about many comedies. I'm 99% sure when I say this, I've watched leonard kenny a lot and every single time it's when i'm coming back from drinking so i never remember it <laughs> the, i i i, I don't yeah. know why well the glorious thing about that show too is you can just like hop on youtube and just watch like they have like just three minute like just clips from the show that are just like you know interactions with you know whether it's the main group of characters or like with the hockey kids you know it's just like a three minute thing where you can just sit down and like when you're pre-gaming or something and watch and just laugh your ass off it's a great show yeah yeah. it, uh, it makes me laugh so hard it hurts and like there's not many shows that do that right for me. yep um all right well boys um you went you went a whole week without it so it's time it's back the hype <laughs> horn is finally i'm pretty back. sure jim was really great at his hype horn. I heard it, lie. and it was real good, Jim. What was it? Woo, woo, what was that? <laughs> I, I'm not doing it again. You just played the hype horn. That's what you get for this week, folks. You gotta bump Scott off another episode before you hear the fake yeah. hype horn again. I uh, I promise a little bit of ASMR this episode, and it's gonna be the uh, Jason noises, so get ready for that. <laughs> um, but I was reading this, uh, so our doc for the, this episode, Jim, and I want to start with this Spider-Man shit because, uh, you know what? You take this. I don't know that much about it, so hit me with it. Well, big time shout out to our good buddy and constant listener, AJ, although he claims he skips right to the review for cluing me into this. Um, here's a list of people who are supposedly returning for Tom Holland's third Spider-Man movie. Kirsten Dunst, mm -hmm. uh, who played Mary Jane. Emma Stone, who was Gwen Stacy. Andrew Garfield and Tobey Maguire, both of whom played previous Spider-Men. Alfred Molina, who played Doc Ock. And Jamie Foxx, who played Electro. Sorry, I missed mm -hmm. one on the list there. And this 
smells a lot like a Spider-Verse movie. Mm-hmm. Did both of you guys see, uh, is it Enter the Spider-Verse or whatever? Into. Into, Into the Spider-Verse. It's amazing. It, it, it is one of the best movies I've ever seen. It's very it good. It is that good. Yes. I'm a big Marvel naysayer, and I fucking loved it, too. Yeah. Like, I couldn't get over it. The and animation was so sweet on it. Like, it just awesome. Awesome. It movie. felt like a real-life comic book. It and did. as the resident, like, legit comic book lover of the group, like, it was so cool to be immersed in that in, like, a moving format. Mm-hmm. Like, it was cool. If they can somehow pull off the heart that that movie had in this, like, how much better does it get when they can take that and make it live action? I'm hoping for a Miles Morales, like, cameo or, like, little Easter egg somewhere. Um, but I think the problem I see here is, like, they need to bring in some of those goofier um, spider people, right? Like, Spider-Man Noir. It wasn't their Spider-Ham. And yeah. I guess they do have the makings of possibly Spider-Gwen, which is maybe the most exciting thing, if they can get Emma Stone to sign back up for more movies. But if this is a one-movie thing maybe it's going to be more disappointing than we actually think. Like if they don't spin it out into more, like, uh, I mean, it's a lot to take in. Certainly. Um, I, I think Tobey Maguire left the franchise on a pretty rough movie. So, um, I don't know. It's, it's interesting. Emma Stone's in the movie, so I'm going to watch. That's where I'm at. <laughs> That's the um, selling point for you. Yeah. It, it gets me on every other movie she's in. So, um, I'm here for it. Um, but I don't know. That's a lot, lot to happen. And so Tom Holland is he also in it? Yes. Sorry, oh, I did. Yeah, I mentioned that kind of towards the top, but Tom Holland is still in this. From what I understand, he's still the star. Okay. What confuses me is how they're going to pack all this in to a single movie. I mean, it it's clearly a they're trying to package their whole Spider-Man universe into one thing again and rope it back into the MCU. Um. It, it, there's a lot of work to do and whether or not they can pull it off is uh, a heavy conversation to have because like Disney is also sniffing around now that they bought Fox. Like I believe both fantastic four and X-Men. And if they're going to try and do similar things, maybe they won't. I- I'm wondering how well those will work, you know, yeah. if they try and fold in the previous movies. And I think if this movie happens the way everyone th- seems to think it's shaping up, I think that will have a lot of pull on those future, you know, endeavors, you know, how they bring in the fantastic Four and X-Men, whether or not they do some sort of universe like this with whether it's Deadpool or something like that, you know, to try to integrate these characters. I do worry about overdoing it. Um, that would be like, obviously the biggest concern. However, I think this is totally, and smartly, you know, I'm, this is not a knock on it, but this seeing how successful I think, into the Spider-Verse was and just like getting hyped for something like that, you know, in live action. I think that no doubt has played a huge role in trying to put together this movie. Um, I don't know. I think it would be sweet. I would love to see Alfred Molina back in the action. The second Spider-Man to me is the, is the best one um, with Tobey Maguire. So yeah, I'm hyped. I would definitely be, super excited if if this is the the route they take for sure yeah okay jim is there more hype because i read a lot of hype on this week's hype one yeah there's absolutely more and maybe this is mostly just a headline but cobra kai season three is coming to netflix in january let's go okay has anybody actually gotten on the schneid and, and watched it now 
Absolutely not. I have not Fuck yet. Fuck you guys. <laughs> okay, whatever. It's not a... I guess my recommendation doesn't mean shit as a co-host. I picked this high porn specifically for you. If you want to get salty with me, this I'll is stop pity. picking stories this, that are nice this for is, you. You just pity-picked a high porn, so you know what? You're not even hyped about your own high porn. So what's the next one? <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> I okay before before this episode I told Jim and Anthony multiple times I have a lot of vacation energy I've been pent up for two weeks wanting to say things that Chick-fil-a thing happened the day after we recorded so I needed to talk about it but I couldn't talk about it for two weeks so I'm really excited but sorry straight shot Jim you're right Cobra Kai is coming out it's gonna be awesome what's our next type one um I read an article stating that both they are making an Indiana Jones number five and that 80 year old Harrison Ford will not be recast Mm. in the titular role. To be clear, Crystal Skull came out in 2008. And like I said, he's now 80 years old. Wow. This, this can't be good after the train wreck that was kingdom of the crystal skull. God. The only other thing that always just makes me terribly sad is when you actually realize that Harrison Ford is 80 years old. Or for the fact that, like, Arnold Schwarzenegger is now in his late 70s. It's just, like, mm-hmm. these guys are just aging so fast. And it's just people you grew up... I mean, not necessarily grew up with because we were maybe a little too young. But the fact that I love those 80s and 70s movies, like, they're the titans of that time. So it's just so sad to finally see them become so old. And, like, I don't know. It, an Indiana Jones movie without Harrison Ford... Ugh, I just don't know about that. They they shouldn't even be making this one with Harrison Ford. Well, that's what I mean, right? yeah. Ex- I feel the same way, yes. Like, there's argument in my mind that says, like, they should have stopped after Raiders of the Lost Ark. But, like, after Last Crusade, there should not have been ever another conversation that said, hey, let's do Indiana Jones. What? It's so fucking stupid. Like, wow. th- the movie they came out with was just complete and total ass. And <laughs> Harrison Ford can't do some of the stuff he still used to do. So, And that takes you right out of the movie when you see this decrepit old man. You know, he's even older now. Trying to do stunts. It's not worth it. Right. Tell, you're just tell not, us how you really feel. Well, you're just not I have sold. a very strong opinion on this. <laughs> you just you just don't buy it. Whether as however good their CGI is or their stunt doubles, you know, you just... you know how old he is and the fact that you can just see him for 80 percent of the movie you know just standing there being old and then you expect him to supposed to be jumping around on a train or whatever he's supposed to be doing like it's just hard to buy and like i agree with you 100 percent, jim it's it's just too much let's hope god please let's hope we don't live long enough to see them remake lord of the rings or something like that i will seriously well, they're doing other shows on. whether or not that's okay with you is another conversation it is like yeah. amazon's working on an original show i think yes they are which well, that might be some future hype i'm kind of excited about that depending on which stories they want to tell but as far as like the original trilogy goes don't fucking touch it god yeah. help me <laughs> yeah. do not touch it well okay and jim is that our last piece of hype it is not. Wow. You, you don't get off that easy, Scott. an email shout-out. Oh, shit. I did not prepare for this. I totally forgot. That's too bad. Uh, 
All right. Thanks for reading uh, the outline I send each week, you asshole. Yeah, yeah. I edited my own portion and just moved on and totally. Okay, actually, I'm lying. I did read it, and now I'm just remembering that I did read it. <laughs> um, so yeah, convenient. Am, am I right that this is uh, this is Amber Garrity that we're doing a two minute shout out for? That's correct. Okay. All right. Uh, Anthony, start the clock. Let me know. You're on the clock. Okay. Um, I think I need to start this off with. First of all, her message to us was fucking cool, okay? Like, they, what, little did we know, Ben and Amber actually attended a live talk with Stephen King. And, and his son. And his son. And Ben did not bring this up on the podcast, which beats me why, but it was funny in the email she mentioned, like, I have no idea how he came on this podcast and, like, didn't talk about this, but... um yeah it was just a really nice email like you could tell she picked certain spots out of like the actual episode that could tell she actually listened to us as opposed to some of the emails that we have gotten that have said email give me a shout out i don't mind that i get that's why i made these shout outs but i have like a couple of questions to see if she's still listening with these shout outs is like um, do your husband's tendency tendencies of liking specific things ever bother you? I.e., he gets chicken strips everywhere he goes. That's just a question that I have for you. Or are you like the same? Are you guys like a match made in heaven where he orders chicken strips, you orders chicken strips? To me, that's love. Um, but also, um, just just want to say that from what I from what I know, you're an awesome mom two awesome daughters um just really appreciate am i right on that did i get yeah that right? you're right they have chickens okay. and dogs too oh so a really good mom like just all kinds of all kinds of different things but um with that being said appreciate your support for listening to the podcast awesome email um again i wouldn't be shocked if she doesn't respond to this as she might have only been listening to the episode with her husband but ben if you're listening to this at least show her that I'm still talking about it and I'm still talking about it. And how, um, am I done? Okay. There we go. <laughs> yeah. Not even, I'll say it again. He's not even going to finish the thought. Once no, the I kind of, I finished the thought there kind of like, I was like, uh, I'm done, you know? Yeah. Um, the end of the thought is that you're finished. Finally. I mean, we have, we kind of have, you know, this, this little niche we have to keep, you know, Scott guarantees two minutes, yep. you know, we, nobody, you can't get greedy. I agree no, with you, Scott. <laughs> did I say two minutes and seven seconds to finish my thought? Absolutely not. Um, there, I Everything I do is down the line an idea for a t-shirt that is going to make us money on this podcast, just FYI. I already am thinking about trademarking the two-minute man. Um, I don't know if the three-minute man would be better, but I feel like that's a dynamite t-shirt. Also... Um, I, I've got plenty in the works, so I see a path for this pod that it may never go, but I am laying the groundwork just in case it does go there. So, again, I'm going to keep it going. Two-minute shout-out if you send us an email. We've got one more, I think, Already on deck. Is there any more that we missed from the 50,000 subscribers? No. That's shocking. Yeah, it is. 50,000 people are listening right now, and nobody's sending an email. So, send an email to the um seen that podcast at gmail.com is that correct jim yeah you got that right okay Okay. um so yeah send an email i'll give you a two minute shout out from the two minute man himself i just thought of that on the spot unless you're marcus 
we may be able to work out a larger shout out for that. Oh, yeah. yeah we <laughs> require money for shout outs more than two. Marcus, minutes. if you send an email, I will give you a 90 minute shout out. Okay. <laughs> like, I will go over the history of Greg Marcus. <laughs> And his entire family, because I think his dad's in some of those previews when you're there. Like, here's my dad. He looks like he's 105. But, you know, we'll, we'll shout him out. Um, yeah. Penciling down an episode for Scott's solo bonus, <laughs> yeah. Marcus, I love you a thon. Yeah, it won't be a normal episode, because I'm not going to steal from the 50,000 like that. But um, I, I will specifically put out a 90-minute episode of me talking to Greg Marcus. So if if that's not must listen, I don't know what is. Or better than that, if Greg wants to come on and let us do an interview with him, oh, I'd still fuck. show up for that one. I don't know how that would go over very well because I don't really know what questions we'd ask. Like, do you like movies? Like, <laughs> is that the question? <laughs> come like, on, man. He I says say? in every single ad before the movies, "I'm Greg and I love movies." His Twitter handle is at Greg Loves Movies. Oh my god, you follow him on Twitter. I gotta follow him on Twitter. I don't. They flash it on the screen every time. It's as if you don't go to the theater. Um, well, I don't look for things that, that aren't important to me. So, Well, <laughs> just kidding. We need a sponsor. So, Marcus, 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 Marcus. Okay, that's ten. <laughs> Are we done with hype? Yes. Okay, alright. So, that was three hypes or no technically four with the email and like a bajillion for how much hype i have this episode but we are getting into a review um that boy oh boy this movie there is so much to talk about and not a lot of it has to do with the movie to be honest there's just a lot of things i want to say uh it's the 2009 version anthony before i even say the name am i correct in thinking we were in this theater together I believe so. I think we saw this in theaters, and I thought back, like, I would have been 15 years old watching this movie, and there's some scenes in it I may or may not have enjoyed. <laughs> I can't get through that joke. Um, there's, a, there's some stuff happening in this movie, and to lead off, even before you're reading, Jim, I want to play a little game with this movie, okay? And that game is Michael Bay walked out of this theater due to too much sex scenes i want to pick which scene like when we get to each scene i want you guys to tell me which one you think it is because i've got one in mind and it's one of the most ridiculous shots of a movie i've ever seen so we're gonna play this game and i'm gonna pause at each specific time to point out when this happened because <laughs> it happens often so jim imdb hit me Alrighty, so IMDb synopsis is a group of young adults visit a boarded up campsite near Crystal Lake, where they soon encounter the mysterious Jason Voorhees and his deadly intentions. Directed by Marcus Nispel, written by Victor Miller and uh, Damian Shannon, starring Jared Padalecki, Amanda Rigetti, Derek Mears, uh, Danielle Panabaker, and a whole host of others. There was a surprisingly large cast, I thought. Um, a, a good cast <laughs> like that's the crazy part what do you mean a good cast well, i mean in terms of names you recognize two of them which is rare for like a movie of this stature <laughs> for a like. slasher you're certainly not wrong yeah yeah um but also produced by michael bay jim yeah uh, we, we can't miss that you know I man behind transformers that. when i saw it pop I'd... up on the screen i was like 
wait, what? Yeah, I not, not one explosion. One not one explosion in this movie. Just just a guy who ripped his popcorn to the ground and said, I'm done with this at some <laughs> point in this movie. And I think that is absolutely hilarious. And you know what? I don't think he's wrong because there is just an absurd amount of nudity in this film. <laughs> it's unreal. Um, but let's start with our first of the three movies that's within this movie. We start with, um, I believe this would be like the origin story of Jason, a very like reserved version of it. And it's basically Jason's mom. I don't know if most people know this, but uh, Jason's mom was actually the killer in the first movie. Does everybody know this? Uh, we know it because of pretty scream, sure that I was. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, I was testing you. Um, but uh, so she is chasing after a camp counselor, who I believe was part of the reason why Jason drowned. Um, but like she's get, talking to her, all this jibber jabber about you should have saved my son, and the camp counselor just goes ahead and hacks her head off because uh, uh is that how the first movie ended i'm like blanking i don't think so i'm gonna be clear when it comes to the like 70s 80s slashers friday the 13th is not one i revisit so i don't know. not great not great not great um like one of their staples is literally like topless women that is what friday the 13th is staple of and just pretty shitty movies so this one a little bit different but uh and the reality is here jason finds his dead mom uh and because he isn't drowned right like to be clear that's why his mom was hunting the counselor and somehow jason is still alive correct which we can only assume is some sort of dark force um and she so so he picks up this locket that has her mom in it like and obviously huge plot portion of this movie is that locket so we'll get back to it and that's basically how the legend of jason was born uh because i think he heard his mom say like jason kill or something like that's kind of (laughs) pretty much like a real like psycho sort of thing where the mom just starts kind of talking through the head of you know the killer yep and then we get to our first group of uh people who are going to die and that is uh oh man um so we have richie who's played by ben fellman his girlfriend whose name is amanda in the movie i don't know her actual name i got it here it's america olivo her name's america yes wow okay okay i (laughs) did not know that we're also introduced to whitney who is played by again i don't have amanda rigetti Miranda Rigetti and her boyfriend Mike who is played by Nick Minnell um, and then we also have uh, Wade, oh, Wade Jonathan and he, Sadowski and Wade is just great I um, think he's my favorite character in the movie to be wow. honest doesn't even have 15 minutes in I, that's, I'm serious I like his mannerisms yeah, he's, he's pretty he's funny fun. and like yeah. you know I, I think the guy did a great job Yep. Um, so we're basically they're hunting weed. Um, <laughs> this is so this is right off the bat. Like, who's growing marijuana first yep. off, and then giving away the GPS coordinates to these to this group of kids? Ah, uh, okay. And the other thing is like. P- 
people who smoke weed ha- tend to be like kind of like the whole keep the peace type people. I know that's a very like broad type of statement, but like their first thought is not to just go steal another dude's weed. That is a total like party foul for stoners, I feel like. You don't just go fucking take all these people's weed. If anything, you'd be like, let's smoke it together. Like that's the 70s way. This is just wrong. I don't like it. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe I'm off on that. But, yeah, somehow they have these GPS coordinates to this massive weed field, which just happens to be in camp right next to Camp Crystal Lake in Jason's backyard. So, call a spade a spade here. But Naturally. Jason's growing some ganj is what I'm going to take it out on. Yeah, um, we get a couple of fun little camping scenes here, including... Um, can you throw me a Heineken as they're getting set up to camp? And he says, what does he say, Jim? Did you catch this? None of that Euro shit. We have Pabst Blue American Ribbon. Yeah, I think it was Which a I think is a clever, like, copyright dodge yeah. there because it's not P-B-A-R. Yeah. 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 Um, nobody in their life has ever said this statement. I, I guarantee nobody's psyched about having PBR. No one's psyched about having Heineken, though. Either. I was just going to say, who goes to a campground, you know, when you're a bunch of, you know, middle-aged kids, and who's tossing around Heinekens? Yeah, true. <laughs> um, it is a very skunky beer. I'm not a fan of it. I mean, uh, I was raised on High Life. What about the two of you two? Oh, my first beer was a High Life, but then it was all Bush Light from there. Yeah, That's the end of the story. I'm definitely a big Bush Light guy. Yep. No, you know again. I'm the only guy who still drinks Miller, I feel like. Let's get another sponsor. Uh, Bush Light is cold. It's refreshing. It's uh, it, more, it cools you off on a hot summer day. Does very much so. And oh, yeah. not many calories. Not at all. 90. 90 calories. 3.8 carbs. Less than I a White the, Claw. I got the can memorized. Yeah, there's another thing. White Claw is all about this low-carb shit. Every single light beer is practically the same thing. So, fuck off, White Claw. I drink a lot of them, just FYI. We're off the rails. Um, If we didn't get enough of the story of Jason's mom and Jason, we get the whole thing again here, which is kind of nice, by um, Anthony's favorite character, Wade. We didn't need this again. We saw it ten minutes ago. We get it. You're (laughs) I think I actually disagree with you. I think we did need it again. Why? This movie's set in 2009. Per the opening title card, Before You See His Mom, I believe that scene was set in 1980. The fact of the matter is that 30 years later, teenagers are still talking about apparently the really terrible thing that happened at this camp. I actually think this was a really necessary bit of monologue. Yeah, I guess. I guess. When, but, when you look at this movie as a soft reboot of the franchise, right? Yeah. Y- you needed that if that's the goal they were going for. I Whether or not it was that's... a successful... Reboot is a conversation we can have at the end. Did you guys also know that uh, Friday the 13th, they lost the name to that, I believe, in the 80s at some point, and that's why every single movie that came out, Jason X, Freddy vs. Jason, Jason Jason Goes goes to to Hell, hell. they could not name them Friday the 13th anymore, and they saved it for this piece of shit? What the fuck? Like, (laughs) um, unreal. Um, But, so basically, Mike and Whitney are going to go explore... Because Whitney's all like, my mom didn't want me to leave, whatever. But first, uh, Wade says, wear a condom. Just FYI, wear a condom. 
good advice, Wade. Um, and at that same scene, uh, you hear Richie say, I don't eat fish, and his girlfriend says, that's not what you told me. <laughs> wow. By, we're, um, we're ten minutes into this, and it's the horniest movie I've ever watched in my entire 100%. life. It's ridiculous. Absolutely. You can't go ten seconds of dialogue without someone introducing some sort of sexual pun. It's yep. ridiculous. A hundred percent. And I get it. That was a staple of the Friday the 13th movies. It was like it was a thing, but it not to this extent. Like, I, I guess this might have been like a 2009 version of it. But um, basically now, uh, Whitney and Mike are going to go explore. But before they do, uh, Mike, as he's walking away, you can hear him say, this is what you needed a weekend away. Get hammered. Blow some chunks in the woods. Amazing. I love that. That does sound like a good time. Yeah. Um, So we go back to Wade and uh, and America. We're gonna call her and um, Richie and and Richie and what's happening besides Wade talking about like how they're closer to the weed than they thought and sure as shit, uh, America is doing some stuff with some baby oil. That's all I'm gonna say. Like that's enough, right? I mean. There's a little more comedy to it than that. Wade is talking to Richie with his back to um, Amanda. Yeah. Okay. And so, like, the whole time, Richie is not even paying attention to Wade. It's kind of humorous if it weren't for the way too overli- overly sexualized nature of it. <laughs> yep. Um, so now, guys, I'm going to give you your first chance. Is this where Michael Bay left the movie? No, nope. I don't think so. Nope. Don't worry. There's more times coming. Uh so Wade then goes into the woods and he's listening to, I don't know the name of the, is it Motoring? Is that the name of this song? No, I don't know the title because it's said it in the subtitles it, of is, the movie. Is this Foreigner <laughs> or no? I think you're right. Uh, okay, anyway, great, really good song. Love that song. Um, whatever that song is. And he's going Sister to Sister Christian piss. by Night Ranger. Sheesh. Wow not even close okay this um, is ruining our street cred i really am marcus marcus mark okay um how how did they know there was a stash of weed somewhere i wanted to write that again and just reiterate the fact i just i still don't get this like how did they, anyway um he's going to take a piss and and he finds the weed he's like holy shit i found the weed uh but with in that peas on it <laughs> yeah with that he found Jason, too. And Jason, we can only assume kills him. We don't see this actual kill. But we do see here that Jason has um, just a towel wrapped around his head. That's kind of his M.O. now. Uh, I don't get this. I don't like it at all, to be honest. But there's more things I don't like about him that we're going to get to. So we'll get there. Um, but meanwhile, Mike and Whitney decide hey, isn't this the camp that Wade was talking about? And they just decide to walk willy-nilly directly into Crystal Lake. What do you know? And as they're walking into just a shithole of a building, Mike goes, I'm willing to bet there's some pretty cool shit in here. And it's like, okay, sure. But I've got two things I want to point out that they found in Jason's lair. Number one, the TV with just a giant hole in it. (laughs) Why? Like, was he watching... Is he pissed was, the bear's lost or something? He punching a hole right through the TV? I don't know. I don't get it. Jason Jason being a Bears fan would explain does his it? anger. It does. Yeah, it, it would. Okay. But my favorite part about this, the fucking whistle collection. 
that was awesome. <laughs> like, it's just all these people he's killed. Here's another whistle. I've got like seven of them now. How many? How many people? Like are going to this as a camp counselor and here like three of them have been killed and decide well it's a living like what the hell <laughs> i think those have to be from when his mom was doing the killings because you have Maybe. to hope like even though it was in the 80s that after she killed all those people they would have shut the place down yep yeah so uh anything else i missed in here that you guys liked i i mean a lot of it's fun but I, uh, pretty... there's a bed with jason's name carved into That's the headboard true. uh and he doesn't he actually we learn later he doesn't sleep in that bed which is interesting i don't really know it's like it's just there i guess uh and then they find a locket the locket from the opening scene and mike decides to tell whitney you kind of look like her so you should keep it <laughs> why it's cool so she like... takes this disgusting old locket yep uh not definitely not foreshadowing here uh but then we go back to richie and america who are banging in the tent question two guys is this where michael bay left the movie (laughs) i'm gonna say no i'm gonna say no just because do you know the answer yeah no but i i feel like (laughs) i feel like we all know the answer but (laughs) well i now i don't know because i think there's let, we'll we'll wait. Let's. I let's think not, it's a little too early. This. I think Michael yeah. Bay, for some reason, still has a. He's like two percent hope for this movie. Him, this I'll point. wait it out. Yeah, that's what he's saying. He's like, I've got a half a bottle. My, my of, name uh, is attached to this. I at least better yeah. see it through. <laughs> yeah. Um. But then we get the classic. Uh. I think Wade's watching us. That's what America tells to. Um, uh. Richie. Richie. Richie, and. Uh, and he goes, let him watch. Let him watch. And I'm just like, oh, my God. These people are not real. Like, this is not a real thing happening here. <laughs> um, but so she says, you're not going to get any more unless you go check on it, which, like, smart. Hold the power. You might as well get him to go look. And so Richie goes to look for Wade, but he just finds the glow stick first, and then he finds the ear his ear with the headphones still in it gotta love that gotta love i actually that was... really did like that yeah there's some scenes in this movie that i really it did enjoy and i'll point out the specific ones but there's so many more that are bad <laughs> and sure sure as shit richie comes back to the campsite but for okay first america was like hiding in the tent she thought she heard something and sure as shit jason chops the thing open pulls her out but when he comes back to is Amanda in her sleeping bag getting burnt. Wow. Amazing. Yeah, she's hung from a tree above the campfire that they left. Fucking huge campfire, absolutely unattended. Raging As a former Boy Scout, point. made me very upset. Yeah. Because <laughs> that's that's the only flaw in this movie, is that fire. <laughs> and um, sure as shit, Richie comes to run and see her and gets caught in a bear trap. Because... Jason had the wherewithal to put it perfectly there. He's been doing this for 30 years, man. Of course he did. Now, one thing I want to establish before we get too far into this movie is, do you guys know who was, like, what what the producers wanted Jason, who they wanted him to be like? Do you know what he was based off of? Rambo. 
So that Jason makes was, a lot of sense now that you say it. This yep. version of Jason, <laughs> this version of Jason was based off of John Rambo, and like, <laughs> there's so much wrong with that. But there are plenty of things that will get us there along the way. This is one of them. But he's like, got this whole fucking place booby trapped. We'll get to that. But he so we're learning more about what Mike and Whitney are seeing, which. In a bathroom, there's just a bunch of burnt candles. What is, is that? Jason's mom's head. Is that what we're gonna go it's with? It's like the inside shrine. the wall, built yeah. to yeah. her, I believe. That's that's gotta be what it is. And when he re- when Mike reaches in to grab this head, why does the door slam shut? Because then we learn Jason's below them. So like, the door slams shut because Jason's in the house with them. And yeah. what you see a few scenes later is that the trap door to get underneath them is literally oh, yeah. right outside the door. So, like, he slams the door, hops down in. It's not okay. shown super well, but it is right there, so it still makes logical sense. Okay, that makes me feel a little bit better. Uh, but then we get uh, Mike and Whitney are scared, obviously, and then Jason just starts stabbing through the ceiling, which is interesting, to say the least. Uh, but Mike is getting fucked here like he's just getting stabbed in the foot constantly the hand like the other foot just in his midsection and then jason just tears him into the ground yeah he like bursts through the floor yeah and and i i wrote here i can't get over how dumb jason looks without a hockey mask because i just this burlap sack is just so stupid he doesn't look scary whatever um so whitney then runs to the camp back to the camp and richie is somehow still alive uh because jason just didn't want to kill him i guess how much distance was between the campsite and crystal lake because jason seems to be getting pretty far pretty quickly Uh, well like whitney and mike kind of meandered over to the camp and now she's at a full-on run straight back to where she was so i mean it kind of makes sense Okay, yeah, um, but then, basically, as she's, like, trying to help Mike get free, Jason just comes and fucking machetes directly into the head, like, just of straight through. Yeah, good kill, I'm gonna say, that was a fun kill, kind of, and then, and then she kind of, like, does the trip falling backwards thing, and Jason, you think's gonna kill her, and that's the end of the movie. Just kidding, but that's when we get the title card of the movie 25 minutes later you see friday the 13th i need some thoughts on this i don't know i actually kind of enjoyed it it's one of my actually favorite parts of the movie because not you know i could go without you know the horniness of it except for the kills were great and like i didn't know that that was how jason was based off of a sort of like rambo approach so him like we see jason Voorhees running I feel yep. like that is one of the running jokes, no pun intended, of the old movies where he's just constantly walking and makes up time, you know, in a matter of seconds. At least this way, it's a little more practical to see him kind of like be an athlete, so to speak. Right. Yeah. I I don't like the title card being almost half an hour in. That annoys me. However, what we see next is a title card that says six weeks later. And if they yeah. had just, if they didn't have the title card for the actual movie... I think that you wouldn't have noticed that, and it wouldn't have made sense. It had to be some sort of record, 
I mean, it had to be. Like, there's it's... no movie that's had that long of a wait for a title card, is it? Like, I, I can't think of one. But, you know, maybe that's why they did it. There was some sort of incentive. Push it back <laughs> to 25 minutes, Michael Bay, and we'll give you a hundred grand. Like, maybe that was what was going on. But we are introduced to our next group of people who are going to die. And spoiler alert, every single person that is in this car... In this new group of people, they all die. Every single one of them. I don't know if you guys noticed that, but all seven of them, <laughs> see you later. I would expect nothing Not, less. Yeah. Um, I realize I just spoiled probably 60 minutes of this review, but there's plenty to talk about. Don't you worry. We're fine. Uh, but we're introduced to Trent, who is played by something douchey name. What is it? uh travis van winkle yep yep and you know that name really could have just been his name in this movie to be honest uh but we get him asking lawrence who is played by arlen s carpetta yes and he asks lawrence to pump his gas and lawrence says why because i'm the only black guy which like right out the gate now we've got a racial joke and this comes back again um I guess it's kind of funny. I, I don't know. It's pretty... Nowadays probably wouldn't play over as well in a movie, but it whatever. Uh, and then we are also introduced to Jared Padalecki on his motorcycle. We're also introduced to Daniel Panabaker, who plays... Jenna. Jenna. Jared Padalecki plays Clay. Clay. Aaron Yu plays Chewie. Um, God, I did not even take time. Okay, then we also have... Um, who are the two who jet ski? What are their names? Uh, there's and Chelsea, I believe. Okay. Not important to name their actual actor and actress's names because I think they're actually, one of them's actually pretty famous. The guy who plays Nolan, I think, is in a I couple of other things. I was going to say, you might just think he's the dollar store version of Matthew McConaughey, Matthew McConaughey. in Dazed and Confused. That, that <laughs> he literally looks like the yeah, cheap version that's <laughs> that's exactly what i was thinking of um but yeah i not even gonna bother with the rest of the characters we'll get to them there's a girl who carries around a camera and she's only in the movie for one reason so we'll get to that uh but jared padalecki is looking for his sister and he's got missing signs and he decides to go into this gas station and is like hey man have you seen my sister and for some reason the guy's like sorry bro management won't let me put up signs a fucking missing sign you can't put up like what are we talking about here (laughs) like that's just absurd but what's more absurd is trent is behind him in line and it's literally just like get a load of this guy what the fuck like he's looking for his sister she's missing and he's just like hey buddy get a move on it and shit like trent is pissed off that this guy is looking for his potentially dead sister and this is one of three times we're going to talk about this. And it's just absurd. Like, right out the gate, we're established that Trent is the typical douchebag boyfriend who is dating Jenna, who is, like, actually a nice girl. It's like, why are they dating? I have no idea. But, um, yeah, I guess that's the end of that scene. I don't think much else happens there. Oh, there is, of course, uh, uh, Trent says, you okay, bro? Everything good? And then Jared Padalecki says, yeah but I'm not your bro, because that's... I think that was a pretty good Jared Padalecki voice. Yeah, but I'm not your bro. Like, that's, that's Jared Padalecki. That's pretty That's pretty good. That's about him in a yeah. nutshell in this movie, to be honest. Yeah, so then we get to... 
I think this might be one of my favorite scenes, okay? A cop pulls over Jared Padalecki, and um, fun fact about this cop, who, Jim, actor, I think he's kind of important, is he? Is he? Uh, he's not super important. Okay. He's not but... even listed on the top build list but now that you put me on the spot i'm loading the other thing okay. so let's fill for a second fun his name is about, richard Berge. fun fact about richard Berge is he was not cast for this role until 12 hours before they started filming he's so, got two scenes i mean yeah it didn't take much but basically this cop is like you know people kind of just disappear around here and it's like what kind of department are they running here where like just they're okay with people disappearing and not only that he's like she came with her boyfriend right probably just ran off somewhere it's like okay and then clay decides to tell the story like my mom had cancer you know yeah she died also she didn't come to the funeral and the cops just like well and what are you gonna do girls and guys they just run off sometimes you know i mean it is weird because now we've seen two instances where everyone just seems like hell-bent on turning him down so like it's kind of clear that like people around this area like know that like strange shit goes down and yet no one's willing to do anything about it (laughs) well except for trent i mean he doesn't know that that happens and he's just being a dickhead (laughs) all right um and then so they get to this beach house uh which is where our car of seven is going uh and as trent gets to open his trunk he sees a missing poster stuck into his his car his and he just back grabbed, windshield wiper grabs it scoffs and crumples it up i'm just like trent would if he saw this missing girl i think he would murder her <laughs> like that's how much he hates her like it's just like oh god and now we have lawrence saying he has a music label and one of the girls who I think it's uh, it was not Brie. camera girl Brie. No, no, no. It's not Brie. Is it Brie? I'm pretty she, sure it is. It, okay, who's played by Ju- Juliana Gwill? Yeah. She says, "Oh, what music? Rap?" And he goes, "Just because I'm black, you think it's rap?" And then this one kind of has a little bit of better payoff because then she's like, "Oh, I'm so sorry." And he goes, "Like what? You don't think I can listen to Green Day?" Uh, Green Day. <laughs> yeah. And then he and then she's like. So what music is it? And he goes, rap. <laughs> so, yeah, again, a little fun, whatever. I don't know. Pretty, pretty bad, to be honest. But uh, we, we get into this house, and it is sweet because, obviously, Trent plays, like, rich daddy's son, who's a dickhead. Like, it's pretty clear. Um, and a little bit of uh, what we're introduced to with Aaron Yu here is he's like, I brought Lucille along, and Lucille is a bong. So um, I don't know what, what that really adds to the story, but I just wanted to throw that in there that Aaron Yu likes to party. Yeah. Basically. I mean, um, they enter the house and everyone, well, at least Chewie and, um, you know, the other guy, they just start pounding brews immediately. Yeah. Like, they're here to get fucked up. They don't really give a shit. They're just at a beach house. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I respect that move. I've been there before. Um, not in that kind of house, of course. But uh, Clay, we go back to Clay. And he, well, actually, I think there's a scene. No, I'm going to save that. I'm going to save that. Clay shows up at a junkyard, basically. And it's this old woman's house. So Clay, Clay's interactions in this movie so far are just constantly disappointing. Like, it's like he's looking for his sister and everyone's just like, get the fuck out of here like enough of you um 
it it ends up actually being this old woman's house as a dog like scares clay at the door and she said she says to him she's not missing she's dead people come around here they bother him he just wants to be left alone is this like one of the most ridiculous lines of a movie of all time that like she's just okay with jason because they're invading his territory i guess well she said locals know where to step Right, so they just know how to avoid him, I think is the moral of the story. Whereas, like, campers and people on vacation obviously don't know enough of the town's history to avoid something like that. Yep. Um, one thing I want to point out, we are transitioning very fast in this movie because there's only 60 minutes left, so we got a lot of shit to get in with these the seven story here, but, like, we're just going back between Clay and them drinking at the house, so we go back and they're playing... Some sort of drinking game, which I am not familiar with. Uh, what this first one they were playing, not the shoot the boot one, but I, what were they playing at first? I, I don't even know what it was. Like they're just screaming and drinking. I oh, I think I don't know what it's called because I've never played it because I don't think it's that great. But one person shakes up a beer really hard and then they put it oh. on a table with a bunch of other beers. Then each person takes a risk opening another oh. beer. And all of a sudden, one of them explodes in Chewie's face. Yeah. Great game. So that's not exactly a fun game. Okay. Um, Then we go back to Clay, who... He's just having a ton of odd run-ins at this point. But this one's probably the weirdest. Uh, It's this really weird guy who... uh, He's working on, like, a farm, I guess. It's kind of like a farm. But he's working on... With this really loud machine going. A wood trying. Yes. Which... Again, this comes back, of course. Uh, or does it? Yes, it Different does. Machine? Okay. Um, and uh, luckily for Clay, he he caught him off guard a little bit because the guy said he would have opened up a can of whoop-ass on him. So thank God that Clay didn't scare him too bad. But uh, he's asking if he's he's seen his sister, and this guy's like, no, but somebody's been stealing my kerosene. What on earth is Jason stealing kerosene for? Ooh, I have an we... answer. Later okay. on, there are floodlights uh, at Camp Crystal Lake. Maybe running off of a generator. That's it, my logical it, answer. It does make sense, I guess, because it's not like he's just going to go to the local gas station and fill up. So I guess he does kind of need to steal it. But so far, what we know about Jason, he's Rambo, he steals kerosene, and he's growing weed. That's the three <laughs> things I have written what... down. <laughs> You know, okay, we assume, but actually, we you're assuming that he's the one that planted the pot plants. Well, no, we now know. Well, okay, it is kind of odd that this farmer then says, "Do you want to buy some weed?" Which this guy's a terrible salesman because, like, it, this was not the time. But uh, he's like, I don't know, big boss man's the seller or whatever. That's gotta be Jason. Well, I like, think he's just got- just stumbled upon it like everybody else. I think. Yeah. So. Does Jason here? Here's a big brain moment. Is Jason growing weed because he knows it's going to attract dumb, horny teenagers, or they're supposed to be teenagers? I think I don't know. I think and they're twenty somethings, and he's just going to kill them all. Maybe that's what we're running into here. I would. I don't know. Maybe not, but that would sound like a much more interesting movie that Jason is some sort of like entrepreneur who promotes weed growth through word of mouth just to bring people in to kill him. I like that movie a lot better, yeah. I think. Me too. Me too. Um, 
But we go back to our, our lake house here. And Ryan Hansen and Willa... I wrote their names down. How about that? Ryan Hansen and Willa Ford, um, who I don't know their actual names. In the movie, Nolan and Chelsea. Care. Nolan and Chelsea are going to go toward the lake. And Trent has been like... Daniel Pennebaker's like, are you even going to let your friends have fun? He's like, look at them. They're animals. They can't be doing this to my dad's stuff. Like, I believe the Trent, word he used was hoodlums. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Even worse. Trent is the worst. He like, is he's the worst. He's just the worst. Um, but he's like, you know what? You can take my car. And then he's like, and you guys, if you see the boat, go ahead and dock it. You know, like you can, you can drive it, whatever. And then he pulls Nolan to the side and he goes, don't drive my boat. Like he's, he makes sure to tell him, don't drive my boat. And naturally, then we flash to like Ryan Hansen and Willa Ford flying <laughs> through like the Badlands, essentially, or the, the, the backwoods. The, yeah, and just he goes. Yeah, he had to know. Like as soon as he told me, I'm not gonna drive the boat. Then I'm gonna drive the boat. And like, yeah, fun scene, I guess. Cause she's like, D- does that make me a sociopath? Cause I like you or something. I don't even know. I oh, got come lost on, man. in it. Here, here's what he says. He says, okay. now what does it say about me that the moment Trent said, "Don't take my boat out," it was guaranteed I was going to do it. And her response is that you're a sociopath. Now what does it say about me that I find that hot? Ah, okay. All Come right. on, you got to yeah. up the horny on what you're misremembering by like thirty five percent. Yep. That that me that like same logic is about me saying younglings in Star Wars land. <laughs> yeah, it's the exact I mean, he, same logic. He, Trent was asking for it. Let's be honest. Yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. So uh, now I have written down here: Brie is just a camera girl filming everything because you know that's just her thing. I think. Um, yeah, I, I. But importantly, here I think is when Clay comes back to the house, or no? So Clay's early? never been to the house. He's making his way around the area where he knew his sister disappeared, and now has yeah. finally stumbled upon this house that he then realizes yeah. are the same people from the gas station. Yeah, and then um, we don't get to it yet, but basically we're going to get another scene where Trent is just pissed. Or is it here? Where it's Trent's right just here. Like, yep. Yeah, here's this guy. He's in my house. Like, I forgot some of the things he said, but they're just bad. Like, just mean. Um, I Not important enough to write down, I don't think. But basically, he wants his sister dead um, is what <laughs> I'm going to go with. <laughs> he just doesn't give uh, a shit. I wouldn't but, but, accuse him of that. But Jenna... Yeah. You know, invited Clay in, you know, thinking it wouldn't be that big of a deal. But, yes, Trent kind of freaks out and kicks him out of the house. Yeah, yeah. And um, eventually he's like, you want to go for a ride? And they go for a ride. So that makes no sense. But Jenna's just straight up like, I'll give the nice guy a try here. Um, But I want to go back to our resident weed farmer here um, who is just straight up licking a Hustler magazine. And... From what we know about this guy, he is straight up disgusting. Now, guys, I need to ask the question: Is this where Michael Bay left the theater? <laughs> no, with the mannequin. I don't think it's time. Probably yet. not. I don't... Well, we're not to that mannequin scene yet, Anthony. <laughs> but um, so once again, he mentions somebody better not be stealing my kerosene because he hears somebody rustling through again, and he unveils a mannequin whose name happens to be gene and he says things along the lines of you're so tight aren't you oh my god what is he doing to this mannequin 
Like, I, I don't even want to know. I could, I would qualify this as one of the moments where he might have walked out. This is pretty disturbing. I Agreed. Don't think this I mean, is it. I, I'm I, not saying it is, but like, it this falls under one of the times where I think too horny. It's too bad. We need to call the horny police because in this moment in the movie, way too horny. <laughs> um, but. Then he turns around. What's kind of funny because, like, Jason's right behind him, and he, as he's turning around, he's like, dude, what the fuck? And so he's almost like saying it before he's even seen him. Swings at him. Jason just straight up blocks it. Then the dude rips off Jason's thing. Party foul. He can't show Jason's face. What are we doing? It is grotesque, like, if I'm yeah, to say. It's, it's like. Um, and and I don't know if this movie's problematic now because it probably is. It's like Chunk from the Goonies, like that's kind of what Jason looks like. <laughs> Pretty a much, bit. a little bit. But uh, yeah, so then Jason kills this guy. Um, it slits his throat. I think is that what he? Yeah, he throat? makes this massive swing with his machete that just barely grazes the guy's throat. Yes. Happens to hit you know what I have to assume is both the jugular and carotid. So like. He, he makes, like, a four-foot-wide swing that only penetrates an inch of this guy's neck. Very precise. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah it's, it's, it's pretty rough. But then, luckily, Jason finds a ho- hockey mask. <laughs> Thank God. Okay, there's your ASMR for the week. <laughs> the stupid uh, music. It's awesome. I love it. It is great. I do like, I do kind of enjoy that music, um, but like in this movie, it just did not hold the same effect that like a quiet lake type does. Um, but then I wrote in here now, fast forward to Ryan Hansen and Will Afford totally not taking the boat out and they're getting ready to go into the boat. But wait, no, we go back to Jenna and Clay and they're like, oh, we found this uh uh, tracker thing that they found like a phone i don't know what broken gps yeah and turns out yep yeah, they're at crystal lake so uh, what do you know we have to but assume then... this is the same one wade had right so like that's the purpose of the hick trying to sell them the pot them finding the gps is to like really confirm that they are in the same area right where jason is operating you know yep yeah um so we're kind of getting a little sense of what's going to happen here but then we go back to our two in the boat and original before this she had said i'm going to do something crazy at some point i think mm-hmm. and that crazy thing was she uh was going to water ski topless or uh sorry wakeboard, wakeboard. let me get uh willa ford only had 12 days to wakeboard she did this on her own that's pretty impressive that is um, like she was doing like she she was cutting across the wake of the boat she was doing some jumps yeah if what yeah, you're saying is good. true and they didn't use a stunt double that's incredibly no, impressive i'm pretty sure it's true i that's probably not true but i'm pretty sure it's true and um i have to ask is this where michael bay walked out of the theater <laughs> i don't think so this is a little okay. more mild but okay. completely unnecessary nonetheless true <laughs> um but and then we go back to the house like the transitions in this movie are insane because we go back to the house and chewy and lawrence are playing against camera girl and trent in what we call shoot the boot or first of all it's beer pong but the loser has to shoot the boot have either of you seen this happen absolutely not never okay i have and it was not me who did it but two things i don't get one 
Why would you want to be the person who has to drink it from someone else's shoe? Why would you want your shoe to get wet and stinky full of beer? Like, it's a lose-lose here. Well, obviously, so, yeah, the losing team would have to drink. But, yes, the winning team just, yeah, what do they do? Sacrifice their own shoe to become soaked right. in stinky beer for the rest of the night? I don't know. But turns out Chewy does both because <laughs> he tries to get them both to drink it. But he's like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm going to drink it. Um, so, yeah, another little fun scene here. Uh, then we go back to Hanson and Willa Ford. And Willa Ford just falls off. Like, I don't know. It, and it doesn't even seem like she hits a bad wave or something. She just fucking falls. And and um, Hanson's bringing the boat around. And wouldn't you know it, gets shot in the head with a bow and arrow. <laughs> I, I knew this was coming. But, like, I remember in the theater just being like, what the actual fuck? Like, so it turns out Jason's not only a stone-cold killer, but a master archer as well um but well i said 30 years to practice he went to camp right and he continued living there it's genius it's it's 100 founded in like background i love it (laughs) yeah it's i'm being very sarcastic right now um but as he shoots hansen he falls onto the accelerator and like i said i'd point out the good scenes in this pretty brutal little hit of willa ford with the boat here like that's that's rough shit like I don't know many movies where someone gets smacked by a boat. And I think it should have been much worse than she... Agreed. Yeah. She'd be dead. Like She'd be dead. She kind of got out of it pretty uns... Well, not unscathed. She was bleeding, but, you know, a little delirious, but still able to, like, swim around. Well, yep. like, to and be clear, you know, for the listeners, just the hull of the boat hits her. Like, yeah. the, the motor or the propeller doesn't even come near her it seems right she, she smacks her head real good and then after that that's the end of the action right yeah see scott and i feel she... like this is where we could have seen a, a great michael bay explosion is that boat running ashore <laughs> running ashore and just like sparks flying and you know maybe optimus prime just shooting a laser at it or something for no reason <laughs> just like, a good cameo from the yeah. uh, the autobots right well to to fat like Maybe he got mad about that, but then got even more mad about this scene because a couple things I need to point out in this scene. One, Jason is afraid of water, isn't he? Like, that's the From idea. everything we've seen in the previous movies, yeah, yes and no, I guess. I don't know. So he just goes out and walks on this dock. And I feel like Jason would not fucking do that if he's scared of water. Like, he's probably not about docks. But this girl is hiding beneath the dock, and he stabs directly through a, a wood, a piece of wood, and into her head, thus pulling her up, revealing her boobs one last time <laughs> in what I would like to call the most unnecessary scene of nudity I've ever seen. And guys, if it wasn't here, there is one more scene, but I think this is where Michael Bay was like, that's it, I'm out. <laughs> I'm with you. I think it was this scene. <laughs> it had to be. It's just absurd. It's like, it's kind of an interesting kill how he just stabs straight through the wood, but pulling up and then releasing, like, her head just slides out. I don't get well, it. Like, well, how I mean, you... you have to think about, th- I see it two ways. It's obviously ridiculous, and, like, the fact that it was included in the movie did added absolutely nothing. But, like, if you think about the mechanics of this, he stabbed down into her head through this board, right? 
Well, he still wants his machete, so he pulls out, pulling the body up, and, like, thinking about a shish kebab, like, sliding all the meat and veggies off of the end of the shish kebab. Yep. Wow. But the shish kebab just happened to need to show her boobs one last time is the <laughs> reason why Michael Bay whipped his I popcorn I said it to was unnecessary, but it makes yeah. sense. Like, there's these unnecessary pieces, but they do make a little bit of logical sense at points in this movie. I'm trying to yeah. defend it just a little bit. I can't. It's tough. But like, it's fun to it, this. It's fun to talk. Yeah, about. and this is like where some of my issues start to come in. Is like now I'll, I'll get to this later. But we've seen now these two people die in a matter of screen time, two minutes, but their kills took five seconds. Like guy yep. gets sniped, that's it. Boom. She gets stabbed through the head. Boom. Done. So as we go on, I just have. A lot of ridiculous plot questions as we move on farther, but we'll get to that. So we go back to Clay and Jenna, uh, who are also now back in Camp Crystal Lake. Um, Jason walks back with a body just slung over his slung over his arms. Whose body is this? It's D. It's uh beheaded not deheaded <laughs> yeah um but i believe it's wearing the same plaid shirt as the hick trying to sell the pot so jason slit his throat then decided to just cut his head off because that's mean i mean like jason's yeah, got he's... some weird things going on in his life if he's gonna behead a uh behead dehead behead a body i feel like that's the least of you know I everyone's think, worries no, i think you're right if they were already dead wouldn't he be deheading the body maybe you you might have been on i have no idea i don't think d heads let's not (laughs) let's not um but they so jason jenna and clay had in uh, intruded jason's camp and jason realizes it right off the bat and sure as shit he runs and just hiya turns on his floodlights because you know dude's got this place strung up like the fourth of july well he saw clay's backpack that was left out in the middle of nowhere when they went to hide right right um, so Jason just starts flipping shit, whipping canoes everywhere. Actually, nope, that's all he does. Just whips some canoes and then decides, ah, they must be gone. Um, well, he gets but... to the bottom of the stack, but, like, in the meantime, between when he first sees the backpack and starts throwing canoes all over the place, he turned around to turn on the lights. In that yeah. split second, uh, Jenna and Clay have moved and they're now hiding behind a tree a little ways away. Which... Yeah, it's not far away. Like, I don't know why they're just sitting there watching, but they should have been getting out of there. Uh, but, so they do eventually get out of <laughs> Which there. Which I, for some not reason, with... wrote down was actually, like, pretty smart decision. I really didn't see it coming. Yeah. Like, Clay kind of wanted to follow to see where he was going, but, like, they actually just left for once. They yeah. don't just stick around to be, you know, aimlessly murdered like a lot of the yeah. other characters. <laughs> yeah and jason's got this place fucking booby trapped because they sprint over trip over a wire but this wire led to bells so jason would like know where people are in the camp but that's when we realize ah shit whitney's still alive um she's in jason's lair uh and in fact jason like legit walks down just runs right by her and slams this door like he's an angry child i I found that scene pretty funny (laughs) like he's just like he whips the bag down and just slams his door, like, to go where? I don't know. Um, but then Whitney sees this backpack and starts trying to escape. And 
then she looks up and up oh, jason's right there and he decides to keep her alive because she's wearing the locket and she looks like his mom essentially okay. we've solved the mystery yeah. of why he kept her alive in the first place i've got it well they uh, left it on purpose letting you think she was right. dead now revealing it Ob- again but like obviously on my first watch of this movie i didn't make the connection because like at first she's obviously like in the intro 30 minutes of the movie <laughs> she's you know all done up she's not like dirty or like has messy hair like she does at this point i didn't necessarily recognize her from like say 45 minutes ago when we first see her in my initial watch of the movie so i didn't understand the connection this time Um, i get it having seen the movie a handful of times right this this is very out there but i'm wondering if you guys noticed this did you realize like there's something wrong with her mouth or something like she was talking funny kind of like like she had a retainer in or something i don't know it was weird i i didn't notice okay i don't know i shouldn't what do you think he's feeding her oh god (laughs) do you think he eats the people oh i'm serious that's a that's a food for thought no pun intended Mm. again why does he have the body down right. there? That's a good. And they all just wow. dis. I mean, does he just bury him or hide him somewhere? I mean, oh man, I don't know. That's she what they probably... were gonna explain in the sequel, guys. Oh. She... <laughs> she... oh, there was a sequel in the works, by the way. Oh God. In 2017, it got shut down for some reason. I forget why. Um, yeah, because but, wow, sequels they... eight years later always work out. <laughs> From a sequel that was about 30 years later in the first place. So yeah. Well, sorry, uh, reboot. Like 10 but, years after, what, Jason Goes to Hell or Jason X, I think? Because those were 90s, weren't they? Oh, but well, you also had Freddy vs. Jason in there, too. Mm-hmm. Can't forget about that. <laughs> I really want to do that movie. <laughs> but um, We go back to Camera Girl dancing. That's what I had written down. And Aaron Yu says, When I die, I want to come back as a button on her ass shorts. What a line. Oh my god, Aaron, you, you're absurd. But then, uh, what is, Lawrence just like, dude, just go talk to her. And it's like a good point. Like, she's there and clearly like has no affiliation with, I don't know, with like No one at this point, I don't think. And so she appears to be single, so he's like, dude, just go talk to her. Like, whatever. And so he takes a flaming shot that Lawrence has lit for him and is going to offer it to the girl and then um, as she's, like, blowing out the shot for him and his, Aaron Yu is infatuated here, she pushes the glass against his lip and it burns his lip and he falls over in Trent's daddy's chair. And Trent's like, dude, you broke my dad's chair. What the fuck, bro? And Chewie's like, dude, I just need some, I need some tools. Do you have tools? <laughs> like, that's exactly how he says it. Um, and, and, and he's like, yeah, there's some in the shed. So Chewie's going to go fix the chair and then camera girl's like you know what trent we should just fuck because that makes sense and you know what i'm gonna defend trent a little bit here not not a ton but what i mean his girlfriend did kind of just leave with a random dude on a motorcycle for up to eight hours it's now dark great logic yeah it is now dark it so it's not like it's not it's not okay for him to do this but if he thought she cheated, maybe that was his rationale behind this. But anyway, it's still bad. Like, Trent's still a dickhead. And as Chewie's going to the garage, he finds a whole just huge carton full of booze, some good booze, some Maker's Mark, which 
Jim, I know you're a fan of. Yeah, and he also finds uh, some Lagavulin. He, he, Which... He opens up the bottle and says, that just smells like money. I knew there was a reason <laughs> to be your friend, Trent. <laughs> yeah. Saying what we've all thought the entire time. Yes. And then... <sighs> to lead into this scene, I want to say, if Michael Bay didn't leave the theater yet, he definitely did now. Because this sex scene between Trent and Camera Girl... I mean, it's porn. It's it is borderline porn. I, it's straight up porn, honestly. Like it, it, anyway. it lingers on a lot longer than it should. Well, and additionally, there's remember. like three separate scenes of it too, yes. right? Interspersed with Jason killing people. Yeah, has a very uncomfortable feeling to it. Like, Don't, wanted to avert my so, eyes while watching. However, there's two good lines, and I'm going to let you guys take them, because I've done too much this episode. What do you so mean? <laughs> the one okay, scene, the one I know, I don't know what the second one you're going to say. Well, there's there's two very obvious lines, I feel like <laughs> you know, I, Your tits are too stupendous. <laughs> yep, and she says, you really know how to make a girl feel special. Jesus <laughs> Which I love that, but another one was you've got perfect perfect nipple placement, baby. Oh my god, <laughs> like unreal! And as he's saying that, his girlfriend is knocking on the door to come in. Like Trent, people are dying, and he's like, "Fuck it, ignore them." Like unreal. In the whole That's mess the... here, what we failed to mention is that Jenna and Clay have now returned to the house. Right? That's why well, and... they're now being interrupted. <laughs> And we also forgot that Lawrence was going to jerk off to a, a women's sh- sweater calendar. Like an LL Bean catalog. <laughs> yeah. But he had to cover up the deer first, which... Uh, he just right. turned away. Um, <laughs> then we go back to Chewie in the grass. Okay, see, this is where like I just can't take this movie seriously. So much is happening in such a short period of time. But Chewie finds a hockey stick in the garage, and he's like pretending to play hockey... And he smashes a light as he goes to swing for, like, a slap shot. And he picks up a piece of glass, and Jason's right behind him. And he goes, oh, dude, I think this is yours. And tries to hand him the hockey stick. <laughs> I, I kind of like Best that. line of the movie. Um, then it is just an absolutely brutal kill of Aaron Yu because he takes a screwdriver, and, or, uh, like, a screwdriver. Uh, flathead. Yeah, and he's trying to stab Jason. Jason turns it on him, slowly stabs him directly into the neck. And it's not just a short period of time you see this happening because it's a long fucking screwdriver. He's just slowly stabbing it in. Like I, I, I think that's. I will say the gore in this movie is done very well. It's not that was a it was really a over the top. Like he gets a lot of blood squirting, but I mean, like that would probably happen if you're stabbed in the neck. And like, yeah you know whatever cgi or graphically wise i mean it still holds up pretty good a lot of the kills yeah. in this movie to be honest yeah agreed the, so the effects go- seem practical for yes. most of it which i think yeah. makes it better right whereas lots of newer and when i say newer like within the last 10 years uh horror movies are going to rely on cgi to make some of that happen but i thought overall like the movie looked good from a for sure technically being made standpoint yeah um but then we get Jason standing outside of the window of Trent and Camera Girl. Her name's Bree, goddammit. Bree. I don't care. I don't <laughs> care. She was in this movie for one reason only, let's be honest. Like, yeah, I think she even knows that. Anyway, Jason 
comes in, like, is staring through the window at the moment they finish. And it is just, like, why? <laughs> why is he just watching? Like, I don't know. Um, I think, again, they're trying to humanize Jason a little bit. And he's like, huh, interesting. <laughs> well, if you um, have to think about it, too, like, when his mom was killed, he was eight years old. He's been living on his own ever since then. True. It, you can have a whole much, conversation get... about, you know, an Oedipal complex versus him not understanding what he's actually seeing. Hmm. Wow. Jesus, Jim. That was intellectual. <laughs> you could chill, chill out <laughs> with that shit. Um, but then uh, as as they're done banging, she says, he goes, that was, and she goes, stupendous. And I was like, oh my god, that's The awful. fact that they doubled um, down on that word, like thought it was good yeah. enough the first time to bring it around to finish the sentence is just terrible. <laughs> the dialogue in this movie, confidence. on the whole... It's a train wreck. Yeah. Like, for real. True. Um, but then uh, Jason somehow cuts the power to the house. Um, and Lawrence is like, dude, I got to go defend my boy Chewie. And uh, he grabs a kitchen pot. A walk. To defend, a walk, sorry. Uh, to defend himself. And as he's going into the garage, you know, Lawrence gets a couple of shots in on Jason here. But before that he sees some blood coming out of a freezer and he opens it thinking it's going to be chewy but nope it's just frozen goods and then chewy falls through the ceiling which is like okay fine whatever <laughs> perfect um, timing but the, but then lawrence starts fighting jason here and he uh he's below like a workman's bench and stabs him right in the knee so he gets a nice little shot yeah in with jason. like a, a fire poker for like an indoor fireplace yep. Yep, and then he actually pushes him out of the way a little bit into the wall, uh, and he's running up the thing, and then uh, you're like, hey, he's going to get away, uh, but then Jason finds an axe that's sitting on the tree stump and whips it, like, I at least 50 yards. And <laughs> it's a directly... pretty epic axe throw. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was pretty cool. Uh, uh, right into Lawrence, hit... the center of his back. Yeah. Um, and so meanwhile he's kind of like screaming help me and i believe at one point here clay goes this is bullshit the power goes out here all the t- or no 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 not trent clay. Uh, trent. trent trent goes this is bullshit the power goes out all the time trent still doesn't think something's going on which is just absurd and um how does clay know that jason's just using the friend as bait like how does he just like nope don't go it's it's a trap like they don't know I, I don't <laughs> he's know. just assuming maybe because he hasn't killed him yet i guess <laughs> yeah um but as he's saying like as he's saying all this jason's just standing on the roof and it, b- before this he has finished the kill of lawrence like he flips him over pushes him down so the axe comes through his chest i just whip my headphones i don't know if you guys hmm. saw that but, but um obviously the listeners didn't sorry uh but so then jason's on the roof and i got to say Brie is such a bad actress. Like, with her little thing where she goes and up against the wall and, like, is falling down, like, oh, my God, oh, my God. And at one point she goes, make it stop, make it stop, make it stop. It, it, nobody's saying anything when she's saying that. Like, Well, that was the scene when it. Lawrence was still outside yelling. Well, no, he wasn't. He was dead at that point. I, I tracked this one, Jim. She was screaming, make it stop, after he had put the axe put through him. I just think she's horrendous. So then Trent's like, okay, this is real. 
and he runs up to grab a gun and Bree follows him like oh no like Trent what's going on and she's like walking around the bathroom for a little bit noticing this window's open turning somewhere else looking back a window's open again turning back again oh wait the window's open we know that the window is open just want to throw that (laughs) out there and sure as shit Jason's in the house she's in the bathroom does the classic pull the shower curtain back Jason's standing directly behind her he grabs her and slams her into deer antlers and kills her (laughs) hangs her on the wall again not a bad kill not a bad kill it brings Um, back big get out vibes yeah from when um i forget his name in the show but when he stabs uh the dad right in the chest with the antlers yeah yeah that true chris his name is chris that's what it is you're right yeah um then the cop shows up finally thank god um but if they're recalling about a homicide what are the odds that one cop shows up and it's the same dickhead one that trash clay in the beginning (laughs) but when clay called he told them it was clay calling like he he announced himself on the phone so i'm gonna go for logic here again and say they're going to assume nothing is happening because he's been around a lot looking for his sister yeah and these cops suck that's been established um so then they're knocking he's knocking on the door and they're and then he finally goes police and they're like oh thank god and as they're opening the door jason jumps behind him sticks a spoke through his head through the door almost killing uh jenna and clay as well he barely misses him so the cop's dead then we learn that trent has a problem with a gun because he is beyond trigger happy like I don't know what the thing is at first that, like, oh, it's a pair of boots, like, spooks him, and he starts shooting at the boots, and they're, like, he moves it to his side, oh, just a pair of boots. Then he hears something at the door, shoots, like, four times. What would have been amazing is if Jason didn't kill Bree, and, like, Clay, she was hiding behind the door, and Clay just blasted her four Trent times. Blaster, yeah, that would have been yeah, ridiculous. Yeah, tr- Trent, sorry, sorry. Yeah, because yeah. what he um, heard was her falling to the ground once her body finally, yeah. like, detached from the antlers. Yeah, and so now they're all, like, freaking out and run out of the house, and he Clay can't find the keys to his motorcycle. Somebody took his keys. He mentioned that twice. And Trent's still going to drive away, and he even still says, fuck this guy, let's get out of here. Through it all, Trent is an asshole to um, uh, Padalecki. Like, it's just, you know, it's got to be that way. Uh, and then as Trent's trying to leave, he the body of Bree is thrown onto the cop car, shattering the glass, and we get the tough guy scream. <laughs> That's just that so this... ridiculous. <laughs> just throw these. So he's just... So he... At, just think about logic here. Jason at this point was in yep. the house, kills Bree, jumps back on the roof, yep. climbs back down the house, kills the cop, climbs back on top of the roof, through the window of the house to get the, to get the body, and then throw it off the roof and then come back down again. Get the body off the antlers, yes. too. Or off the, well, no, she fell to the ground, down. right? Yeah. Oh, yeah, I guess. But, like, but, yeah. the stuff he's doing at this point is just absurd. It is. I No, I agree 100%. Um, and then, uh, so they split up now. Trent's on his own. He runs into a bog. He drops the gun in the water and he can't find the gun. He's like, you know what? Fuck this. Runs to the road and it's a trucker or a guy in a truck. And he does a really weird handout 
wave like this. Like, come over like here thing, really, yeah. yeah. Trying to get him to really, come up to the front window of the truck, right? Right. And and immediately Trent's like, is this Jason? And actually, um, Cassie was watching this movie with me, and she just goes, is that, like, Jason's truck? Is that, like, his thing? And I'm like, no, Jason does not drive trucks. <laughs> that does not happen. <laughs> but it would have, hey, good. It would have been better if, he, if it was Jason and just, like, looked out the window like, are you coming or not? Like, that would have been fun. Uh, but then the guy looks out the window and not only he's on oxygen, this super old man driving this truck and Jason's behind Trent stabs him and then sticks him onto a spike onto this old man's truck and Trent's dead driving away again. A glorious, pretty good, kill. glorious kill. Yes. Mm-hmm. Pretty good kill. Cause we were waiting for that guy to die for a long time. So then we are back in the room where Whitney and Mike, were originally with uh, Padalecki and Panabaker. And this is where Mike got dragged through the floor. How did they fix the hole in the, the in six weeks? Did Jason just fix the hole in the room? He's got like, to rewire everything, man. He's, he's, well, he's handy. <laughs> I guess. I guess. Um, but then they see this secret compartment. And this, they open it, and they walk down, and they find Whitney. Aw. So they finally get back together. And But Panabaker's like, guys, Jason's coming. Jason's coming. And so they decide to run out of Jason's shack, but they Jason's coming after him. And they crawl in through this thing. Uh, I don't really know what it is, just like a tunnel. Yeah, they're underground get... now, so they're trying to like find yeah. a way through the tunnels. And yeah, they remove like one board, and there's just like a little crawl space. I don't know. Yeah, perhaps yeah, Jason. Oh, small, big enough for them to fit through, but not big enough for Jason. Right. Not forgot to mention Clay broke her chains with a hammer, so that happened. Yeah. Um, wow. That's yeah, yeah. pretty precise. But, um. So then, I think this is probably like a little disappointing. Panna Baker just gets killed because she's the third one coming out of this tunnel. They're gonna help her, and then Jason kills. Shocking. Her. And it's like. She did everything right the whole movie. Like, she was nice to the guy who needed help. And they're just like, fuck her. She's done. So then you're. I was so surprised. Of all the people, like, starting at the beginning, I thought she was going to make it. You know, because she's like. Her and Padalecki being the biggest stars. Like, Mm -hmm. she was trying to make a break into bigger movies, it felt like, because previously she'd not done very much at all. You know, I totally thought that's why they would let her live. You could argue, and I don't know that this is true, but Camera Girl probably got more screen time than uh, Panabaker did. I think that's like, accurate. She, she had barely any lines, and like I feel like was not great in it. Like she didn't make a difference. Having I think part that, of that's so. because of the script was yeah. so yeah. one note, yeah. right? Right. Yeah. And having not seen this movie though in a long time, like I was pretty shocked when she died. Like I hardly remember that she died so quickly you know again Mm -hmm. here we see jason just like immediately murdering someone without any like chance of survival um yeah which we don't see coming up very shortly scott continue uh so they escape into what is a school bus um it's overturned Um, on top of the tunnel they're coming out of so, like, to me, this felt a lot like Jason was using the turned-over school bus as camouflage for, like, tr- his like secret entrance. Yeah. Tunnels, yep. Two options here. He either found the bus that way or, like, 
had to whip a shitty in a school bus to get it to fall over perfectly. And both are fun. Like, Jason's foraging one day. He's like, there's a school bus that I needed. Or, like, he rents a lamers and just rips it again, to the ground. Again, I think the answer is just yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, so they get out of this bus, and then it's thundering and lightninging, of course. But there's Jason on top of the... Jason's got all the advantages here. It's like his home field. Yeah. Like, he knows what's going on. Just starts beating the shit out of Padalecki, slamming him on the the bus. It doesn't make sense. Why didn't he That's kill him? I said, like, this is where my biggest I, grief is. Is like, it makes no sense. It's just basically so the movie can happen, to be honest. Sure, like, he sure. takes that machete to everyone instantly, every chance he gets. Yep. And, like, this but time now just, he just drags him out and starts throwing him around. Yep, and we'll get back to more of that in a second. Uh, but Whitney gets onto the bus. I don't, Jim, did you have something to add there? You see no, it? I didn't. It, no. Okay. Just that it's okay. ridiculous that he, they play this again after already showing you the scene where Whitney is supposed to have died, right, from the first 30 yep. minutes, but didn't. And now they pull the same shit again with Clay, right? Because yep. the, the last thing you see of him before he walks away from the bus later is that he's just lying on top of it, yeah. you know, presumed yeah. dead. So they played the same gag twice. So Whitney's still hiding in the bus, and she's, like, um, kind of by the driver's seat, I think, and land, lands one of the best drop kicks I've seen because it pushed Jason back pretty hard, and as she's doing it, just goes, fuck you, and I kind of like that. That was kind of fun. <laughs> um, n- not her best line in the movie. We'll get there. Uh, but then they, so they finally get out and cause yep, Jared Padalecki's still alive. He's just like, he just goes, he goes, Whitney, Whitney. And then, so they, they get out and, uh, and they find this farm shed again. I think this is where. It's the same one uh, with the wood chipper. The greasy guy. Yep. 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 So then, uh, Jason, Jared Padalecki goes to Whitney hide. And so she hides and, um, He's walking by this door, and Jason breaks through the glass and grabs him. And I'm just like, again, God, Jason is just fucking everywhere. Like, it's unreal. Um, And here again, Anthony, he just starts fighting. (laughs) He doesn't take the machete. Like, it doesn't make any sense. But then the wood chipper turns on, and he's going to push Padalecki into it. But then Whitney goes... Jason, just like the mom. <laughs> That's getting hard to finish this one, That's, guys. Not going to lie. That must be a safe word. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and she's holding the locket out for him to take, right? And at the same time, Padalecki grabs a bear trap, right? Puts it on, like, his and shoulder he, or something, right? Yeah, he yep, slams it into his back. <laughs> it's like... And for some reason, it had a chain on that it. That was run over a bar, like, from the rafters. Yep. Yep. So I don't know. Uh, but then they throw the chain into the wood chipper, and Jason's getting yanked into it. And at one point, I thought he was going to yank the chain out. Like he was stopping the machine for a little he bit. He does from make some headway. In. Yeah, but just before that, she grabs his machete, Jason's machete, and she goes, "Jason, say hi to mommy." And I even wrote in here, pause. In hell. <laughs> oh, my God. Right through the like, chest. What, yeah. What a, 
What a terrible line. Like, you did not need to throw the inhale in there. Uh. Say hi to mommy was perfect. Um, but then they're dumping the body. This doesn't make any sense. Can we just, there's can some... we, like, talk about this? For yeah. what reason yeah. do they feel the need to, like, unchain him from this machine off his neck, take this machete out, and drag his heavy-ass body to the dock? Why are they not? Why? Why? Well, why, they should have fed him right into get... the wood chipper. That's the logical answer. That or just leave. He... But with the chain pulling in like that, I thought the wood chipper would kill him. But, like, he like... was just hanging there at the end. Like, for whatever reason, the wood chipper was no longer pulling him in. And obviously, because he's just been stabbed through the chest, he's dead. Maybe. Mm. And so he's yeah. no longer pulling out. But, like, <laughs> um, but so he wasn't going to end up in the wood chipper naturally, but right. that's the obvious answer. Yeah. Um, but you're right. They're dumping his body. They throw the mask down and in a, it was a really bad shot because she is taking up half the screen. Whitney is. And like the focus is clearly on the water. So you knew this was coming. Jason jumps out and that's the end of this movie. With the mask back on. Yep. After yeah. we get Again. a shot of the mask hitting the bottom of, like, the lake floor by itself, you know? <laughs> it's like a wave. Again, this. he doesn't like water. I don't get this. Uh, it just goes against this whole water theory. Uh, it really does. Um, but let's tie a bow on this. I'm g- Guys, I'm going to go first because I technically picked this movie. Um I forgot to mention this is coming out on Monday the thirteenth, so that's why we did this movie. Sunday the 13th. probably should have Sunday the the thirteenth. Oh yeah, okay, it's coming out Sunday the thirteenth. <laughs> I should have mentioned from the beginning that that's why we picked this movie. Um, I've wanted to run with some some fun names for numbers, so um, we'll get into a couple pretty soon here as to why we're doing that. Actually, only one of them makes sense for a number, but anyway. I gave this movie a 3 out of 10, and I feel like that's generous, to be honest, because I still had a lot of fun with this movie. While the acting is really bad, like, there's still enough to, like, keep you entertaining it. Like, there's witty puns, there's good kills, but, like, what kills it, like, there's just, there's too much nudity. Like, it's, it's too far, some of the jokes are too much. Like, Jason is way, way, way too much in this movie. It's kind of fun for, like, that little Rambo factor, but it, it's not, like, how Jason is. He's usually very, not necessarily subtle with his kills, but not this unsubtle. So, um, yeah, 3 out of 10. I still don't think it was, like, the worst 97 minutes I've spent. But, um, Jim, what are your thoughts? I, I echo a lot of what you said, or... To me, I think there's a little bit more logic to the movie than we're giving it credit for. So I give it a 4 out of 10. Not much better than you. I still had fun watching it. Is there any true, like, substance to the movie? Absolutely not. The thing is a garbage sit-around-and-drink-a-beer movie. You know, I mean, with some decent kills, some terrible dialogue, and like you said so much gratuitous nudity that it takes you out of the film, which is mm-hmm. ridiculous. Yeah. All right. What do you think, well, Anthony? Yeah. Um, 
I gave it a four as well, Jim. And when Scott said I'm being generous with a three, I thought, you know, we we pretty much thought this was Citizens Kane with these scores. <laughs> um, but yep. Yep. a four out of ten for me, I it was better than I remember. I think I, like, remember it being really bad. And then I watched it now, obviously, recently for the first time in a long time. And I was like, it was a little better than I liked. I kind of didn't mind that like 25 minute little cold open for lack of a better term. I thought that was like an interesting kind of different um, sort of aspect to a movie that, you know, we don't really see that often, but, um, but yeah, like the kills were good. We mentioned like it holds up actually very well, whether like that's just like the kind of practicality they used in filming the murder scenes. But, um, but yeah, like the dialogue is awful. The acting's not great, and like we've said, there was a lot of unnecessary scenes. And I think Scott, you like talked about a lot too the jumping around from like yeah each so person's many quick cuts. Yeah, each person's storyline just you can't get like I get it. You're not supposed to get attached to anyone necessarily in like a horror movie, but like it was almost too much jumping around for me to even like get hooked on any sort of scene or setting before you you know we're already on the next one. So four out of ten for me. Yeah. As you say that, I do want to mention total kill count. Um, There are 13 total kills unless you count Whitney and Clay at the very last minute. So 13 or possibly 15 kills. Right. Well, I I mean, obviously it's 13 then, right? Like that's what they were going for. Probably. Maybe. But we don't know. Yeah. Um, I'll just end with uh, IMDB wanted to point out that um, there was a wheelchair in Jason's lair and he killed a guy in a wheelchair in the second movie. So that was apparently something you were supposed to realize. Big, big uh, connection there. Wow. What the fuck? Easter egg for the great yeah. Friday the 13th fans. <laughs> so that wraps up Friday the 13th. Um, guys, there are three very fucking big reviews that we are about to do. And Anthony, I want you to first talk about what we're doing next week. Because guys, I got a surprise. For what we're doing the week after mm-hmm. just to let you know next week it looks like it's tarantino week for the first time on the pod um yes. once upon a time in hollywood and like i said i will save most of my reaction for that um this movie gets better every time i watch it and it constantly climbs not only my personal movie rankings but definitely my tarantino rankings i swear to god every time i watch it um super excited for that it's gonna be long but it's great I can't wait for you to see it, Jim. Yeah. Uh, Good review. So coming. fucking hyped, boys. <laughs> I, I hope it lives yeah. up. Okay, and then week 15. <laughs> Cass is going to be so pissed. Um, We are going to the Star Wars world. I felt the need that it was okay to risk the copyright on that one. Um, I wanted to make a big announcement here. We are, with it being our 15th episode, talking about Star Wars The Empire Strikes Back. As some may say, the best Star Wars movie. I am one of them. And... With what we're announcing, I'm going to have Jim announce the last movie coming up, but there's a little series, a surprise series, that I'm going to announce here. So, Jim, what's our last movie? Last movie we're doing in this mini-series is The Dark Knight, starring Christian Bale as Batman himself, uh, Heath Ledger as Joker, and, um, oh my god, I can't wait. This is... yeah. 
maybe one of my favorite movies of all time. It makes me so happy yeah. to watch, and I can't wait to discuss. Yeah. Anthony knows how much I can quote this movie. It's insane. I could probably <laughs> quote it from front to back, honestly. Um, used to do it when we would stay in hotel rooms when we were like 10 years old and piss my mom off. <laughs> Pretty Not 10. A little know, fight like in you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I use a lot of Joker's lines. Um, but with that... I want to announce a little bit what's going to be happening with each review, guys. I haven't told you this yet, but I decided we're going to do a little top three with each little episode here. Okay, so 14th episode, since we're doing Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, we're doing our top three Tarantino movies. Okay, all right. 15th episode, we're doing our top three Star Wars movies. And then the 16th episode, we're doing our top three Christopher Nolan movies. And boys... This is going to flex our range. I feel it. These are going to be three really fun episodes. So much to talk about, especially Tarantino and Nolan, especially the Star Wars world. Like, guys, I'm fucking fired up. Yeah, I'm definitely excited for sure. Agreed. Should be fun to rank them. Yeah. So with that, Jim... Where can you reach us? You can follow us on Twitter at weave underscore scene underscore that. Or you can email us at scene that podcast at gmail.com. Again, that's S-C-E-N-E that podcast at gmail.com. Or like us on Facebook. And again, um, look for this at some point in 2021. I'm going to make merch. I've already decided. Uh, again, didn't tell you guys this either. But at some point, 2021 merch is coming. Okay, because it just needs to happen, even if we're the only three who buy the shirts. <laughs> it's not going to be one of those where I'm mass ordering shirts to my house. It's going to be one of those where you purchase it, then I ship it. Because God knows how many of these uh, Two Minute Man shirts we're going to sell, but any more than two would be impressive. <laughs> I would just like to well, say. Well, with 50,000 um, listeners, I feel like there'll be more than two. Yeah, actually, just kidding. Sorry. Yeah, uh, 20,000 <laughs> at least, because 40% of our audience would absolutely <laughs> buy a t shirt. Um, but with that being said, so concludes our 13th episode. I hope you have a fun 13th. Sorry that it's not a Friday when we're releasing it, but our 13th episode on this Sunday, the 13th. I'm Scott. I'm Anthony. And I'm Jim. And roll credits. <laughs>